Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Time now for Ken and Curtis with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. So about 9.30 in the morning yesterday, I'm strolling back into the lodge at South Peak Base Camp after, I would say, somewhat successfully documenting the Wiggy Double Black Diamond, the great Jermaine Wiggins. It was great. Ski ascent and descent. Mild descent. A little tumble, but that's fine. Isn't it amazing uh, that things somehow work out? Like, we have just enough planned, but not enough to ever feel comfortable. <laughs> like, it's always Living on the, the edge, rejoined Joe. Right. It's always that, like, uncomfortable middle where it's like, wait, who's going to film this? Wait, where? Okay, uh, where's the mic? Okay. Wait, uh, is Greg awake? Right. Wait, who's picking Greg up? Oh, my God. Wait, are we on Twitch? Are is we, Twitch active? Right. It's just uh, organized chaos. It is. Anyway, I come back into the lodge. Great crowd there yesterday. Phenomenal day. Friday morning. Unbelievable. Greg Hill show on location up at uh, Loon. Thanks to all our fine... Uh, Fans of the morning show and uh, the station who showed up and said kind words and took in the show and, of course, all our hosts up there. But I come in, and it's that magical moment in radio that still exists where there's breaking news. There's breaking Red Sox news, which you know is right up my alley. I wasn't uh, that excited since the Tyler Thornburg news broke in the old DNC show. <laughs> A Red Sox trade in the morning. Theo, the name Theo. I hear you talking excited when, when Curtis starts to talk somewhat excitedly about a Red Sox development. Oh. And you said some sort of a positive word, and I, I'm just trying to lean in and pick up what is happening. I was in. That's all it took. Theo. One word, Theo. I'm back in. I wish I could have captured your face because you come back and you're like, how, you know, check it. Because you don't, when you're doing that live, documenting something, you have no idea how it translates. Right. You have no idea if it worked. <laughs> so your first inclination was just to check in with me if that was good. I said, good. And then you hear me. You had just heard me completing a sentence about the Red Sox and, and the future being brighter. And I said, Theo's back. And you gave me this, like, whoa. <laughs> and honestly, it is, I've said it the day that Sam Kennedy had the press conference regarding the firing of Heim Bloom, hours after I told Brian Halloran that he'd finished in last place too many times. And the next day, I said, Sam Kennedy shot down the only right answer about the future of the Red Sox, which was get Theo back. Mm -hmm. 
And that was universal. Like everybody wanted Theo back. It was the well, obvious w- and universal response. Right. He, Theo is like Belichick without the bad four years. And you you bring he never won with the Padres, but fine. Otherwise, he's pretty much won everywhere he's been. Well, he was, the Padres, he was like 17. <laughs> okay, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't want to be totally positive this morning. Is it possible as a non-player to accomplish more than Theo did before 50? No. I, I mean, he's almost peaked too soon. But, and, and but it, even it, when you think that, right, so you win a World Series with the Red Sox, breaking the 86-year drought. Then you win a World Series with the Cubs, breaking the 100-year drought, whatever it was. Then you go to work for the, the Rob Manfred in Major League Baseball, and you are the key cog in implementing the one thing that has the potential to bring baseball out of the Stone Age and the pitch clock. Like, right. what else could you accomplish? Outside before? of getting the Lions or Browns to an NFL title, I, I can't think of, like, what's left. What is left to accomplish in the sports world? But I would say, and I leave it to the Red Sox to just ruin a good day. I mean, the <laughs> statement, the stuff from John Henry was awful. Oh, you didn't like the statement? About how he's going to be instrumental in other avenues? No. Well, I, I, I was. I, I did want to see Red Sox in there somewhere, and that was sort of left out right. specifically. So it, it, it is just so tone deaf. But Theo Epstein is the one person who has the credibility that people can believe in that doesn't fail to come in and clean this up. And you know what? I said it on the Greg Hill Show yesterday, and it remains true. The task ahead of Theo Epstein, should he be able to engage in it, is far more difficult than the task he took on in 2003. Whoa. You think it's it's hard? His job now is harder than 03. Yes. No. Oh, no, my. Not, and no, I don't even no. think it's really close. Because in 03, the Red Sox were the team in Boston. They dominated this radio station's airwaves. This radio station... Without competition, rolled the rode the Red Sox to heights unforeseen and never to be seen again. You would then have the loss in Game Seven with the Boone home run, and you have the most cataclysmic offseason in the history of Boston sports with the Cold War with the Yankees and A Rod and Nomar and Kevin Millar saying he can't wait. To, you know all those things. That was a team that was fully invested that needed a starter and a closer, so they traded for Schilling and they signed Keith Folk. They had the full engagement of the ownership group, both on and off the field, and they had a fan base that was still fully invested. Today, fan base indifferent or angry. Ownership disinterested, divested. The team, awful. The team has needs, they're not being filled. All of that has shifted. It is far more difficult for Theo to win now than it was then. Well, he had to find... David Ortiz, he had to find Kevin Millar, Bill Miller. Like there were, there were some key pieces that were picked up. I know the O three team was pretty good, but like you've got to replicate that now. Where are you going to find your Ortiz? Okay, but he needs an Ortiz now too. And when he went into the Red Sox in two thousand three, they already had the best right-handed hitter of a generation. They already had the best right, the best right-handed pitcher of a generation. They already had, you know, talent. They had Jason Veritek behind the plate. They had Nomar at shortstop. They had a very good team. They had Johnny Damon in center field. Yeah, but all you Trot, really need a to dirt do, dog and right. somehow he just has to convince John to spend. That's it. He just needs to convince him to spend. But th- he doesn't need, he didn't need to do that before, which is why it's harder now. Um, He did it before. I'm sure he had to do it before. What makes you think he didn't have to coerce him into 
opening up the wallet before. Because unlike the Patriots' letters to season ticket holders, when the Red Sox lost in Game 7 of the 2003 ALCS at Yankee Stadium, Larry Lucchino penned a note saying they would not rest until they overcame this loss and they were going to fully engage in the offseason. That's sort of what they said this offseason, isn't it? I mean, I'm just saying. (laughs) It's it's a full throttle. It was one of the rare times an owner or a president (laughs) of the organization said something and followed through with it. Uh, Real quick before we dive deeper into the, uh, because there was a story from Cotillo and McAdam today about the Theo hiring. Just in general, more excited about the Theo return or the news that Alex Van Pelt is the guy and Josh McDaniels is not the guy for the Patriots OC job. I mean, I, I'm happy that it's not Josh McDaniels, but I was aroused when Theo came back. I mean, oh wow, okay, so we agree. Alex Van Pelt is fine. I mean, he's more. But you hate McDaniels. I got that sense last week because that was <laughs> oh. I, that was my lock. McDaniels is back. Yeah, and I, I'm wrong. I'm I, wrong. I don't. All I know is that McDaniels was going to fail. I don't know that about Alex Van Pelt, so I'm hopeful. But to say that I, you know. <clears throat> I like his resume. I like the fact that he had had a bunch of different quarterbacks that he got ready to go. I think Alex Van Pelt is not a sign they're taking Jaden Daniels at three. I think Alex Van Pelt is a sign that you're taking Marvin Harrison or a tackle. Really? And you're getting a later round pick on a quarterback or signing Baker Mayfield. Why not Daniels? Because uh, Van Pelt, I think he was canned in Cleveland because he didn't get along with Deshaun Watson. I don't know that. And he's a guy that's maximized a quarterback room of players that were not, you know, blue chip stars. So I think they're trying to get him to, to maybe whether it's Michael, Michael Penix Jr. or, you know, God forbid, McCarthy from Michigan. I hope not. Or well, Shimey is all about Dra- uh, Baker Mayfield this morning and that possibility. Yeah. So I would say that I, I would if this was their plan, Marvin Harrison Jr., Baker Mayfield, Alex Van Pelt, I would be okay with it. Is he um he's throw it's thrown out there West Coast offense guy because he spent time with Holmgren um was it with Holmgren he was with the Packers anyway with Rodgers Holmgren was there McCarthy was there which I guess is I don't West think Coast. Holmgren was in the nineties yeah not, not he was Holmgren. playing them no no I mean as a coach when he was just coaching at his various stops anyway he's he's a former quarterback he's a pass first guy um I don't know what that means for this quarterback crop like Drake May who I would like them to take. First thing you hear about him is arm strength, but that I don't know what that means. That doesn't mean you can't run a West Coast offense or the short passing game. But it, in general, the whole thing feels like an overhaul more than ever. He's never called plays before, really. A couple of games aside, so even though he's experienced, he's new, and this just feels like a total rebuild, doesn't it? Yeah, and the more I watch, which might be a good thing. Well, of course it's a total but, rebuild, but okay, but. I mean, you could have you had a defense that was good last year. You were hoping for some continuity with Mayo. Well, if you have, however, the, if you have the same defense and you had Baker Mayfield and Marvin Harrison Jr., aren't you a better team? Well, yeah, but how, how many wins? Well, I mean, six. Okay, all right. Well, well I mean, nobody thinks that's still re- greater than four. That's I'm a doing the math that's mind. a rebuild. If they win six games, it's considered a rebuild. Of course, but okay. The reason Bill Belichick's not here is he had four years to rebuild and he destroyed the house. So, but if you're if you're rebuilding, why are you going after Baker Mayfield? You know, you go after the young quarterback in that situation. Well, that's or what they're both, going to do. They're both, gonna, I guess. They'll, they'll sign Baker Mayfield to draft one of these guys. The more I think of it on February 3rd, mm-hmm. the quarterback draft this year, busto. Really? I, I really, I, I, the more I think of Caleb Williams, I'm I'm not wowed. He had a really rough year. And people are Cried so. once, what's the big deal? People are so horned up to find the next quarterback that they start overrating guys. Like, Jaden Daniels was nowhere near the first round. No, a month ago he was a second-day pick. So, 
I don't trust those guys. I'm I'm forever uh, scarred by Mitchell Trubisky, the UNC star. So I don't like Drake May because of that, even though it really doesn't make a lot of sense. But <laughs> I just no I think of North Carolina quarterbacks, and they they were busts. Well, in the Eric NFL. Montross, rest in peace. Eric Montross. You had to be a big Montross fan. Do you know one of the big wins of my lifetime? Celtics. Boston College against the number one ranked Dean Smith, North Ooh. Carolina Tar Heels, Tar Heels, led by Eric Montross. Yeah. Billy Curley, Howard Isley takes them down. Jim O'Brien, BC goes to the Montross had money on BC that game. Uh, well, good. You're not making a BC gambling joke. Thank you. <laughs> and so uh, they went to the Sweet 16 and the cover, take that Tar Heels of a newspaper that's now defunct Sports Illustrated. I'm still on Drake May. He just, he's just, you, you can't over, he's six, he's prototype quarterback. Big arm, prototype quarterback, not perfect, but take a shot, take a chance. I don't know what his mental makeup is. You're right. I have no idea. Carolina, maybe not a factory of great quarterbacks, but I don't know how you can pass on a quarterback this year. Anyway, more on that later. Back to Theo. I'm more excited about Theo. Now, story at uh, Mass Live today about what this means for the Red Sox. Goes through a bunch of things. Um, Guarantees in here that he will be working with the Red Sox. According to people with an understanding of the arrangement between Epstein and the Red Sox, he was brought back into the fold, at least in part, due to Red Sox ownership privately acknowledging they have at times not given the club attention it has deserved in recent years as the FSG portfolio has rapidly grown. So if that's accurate... Huh, who's been saying that? If that's accurate, that's exactly what you've been saying. And they're giving you what you want. Exactly. More attention. So that's a good thing. Ooh, can I, before you keep going, idea, before I forget about it. What if this opens the door for the Patriots, who have been very protective of the equity in their franchise, to say, don't worry about Fox. Come in here. Ooh, TV. You are the Theo Epstein of the New England Patriots. <laughs> oh, and Epstein lives in Greenwich, Connecticut. So they both have a house in Connecticut. Theo lives in Greenwich. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, that's uh, the point. Out in this, I, I love all the good liberals that live in Greenwich, Connecticut. Anyway, carry on. Is it Greenwich? I don't know. It's somewhere in Connecticut. Anyway, that's where he's working. He's working out of his his, his Connecticut home. There's, there's more to this story well, I want to pick through, including one piece that kind of makes me mad. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if I'm mad at it because I don't want it to be true or it is true. And that's what pisses me off about it. But we'll have that for you next. Kenneth Curtis, on until noon today, three hours, followed by Fitzy and Hart. We'll take your calls on this. I think the general, just first off the top question, are you more excited about Theo or the new coordinator approach of the Patriots, Van Pelt in not McDaniels? They could easily have brought McDaniels back. Ken, I love you. Who in their right mind would say they're more excited about Alex Van Pelt than Theo But Epstein? it's not Van Pelt. Probably it's, the guy sitting across from you, Curtis. It's the absence of McDaniels. It's something new. Right. That in and of itself Theo is a big Epstein. change. They used to sell t-shirts that said theology. Well, people are mocking this move like it means nothing. It's just They're just trying to cover okay. up for not signing a pitcher. Can I tell you something? And it really irks me. Okay, I love this industry. I am I, grateful every day to be a part of it. There are some things that you can just say it's good. Like, you don't have to hate everything, as John Dennis once said. Even like, Jones liked it yesterday. That threw like, me off. What could you dislike? What's well, the bad? Well, didn't like it, and he had some fair points. What I'll, was it? I'll raise those next. First, though, it's Joe mm-hmm. B and what's trending. 
The Rich Keefe Show. Weeknights starting at 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, no action for the Bruins until Tuesday when they return from the All-Star break. But speaking of, the team is well represented at the All-Star game in Toronto. The All-Star game will take place this afternoon. Head coach Jim Montgomery will be coaching Austin Matthews and Team Matthews. Jeremy Swayman will be one of the two goaltenders on Nathan McKinnon's team, promptly known as Team McKinnon. And Dipper Pasternak will be a member of Connor McDavid's team, Team McDavid. He talked yesterday talking about the season that the team has had and how everyone has had to step up in the absence of Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. More more this year we knew that every single one of us has to step up, you know, and be even better to, to somewhat replace those two guys, you know, and uh, overall uh, our team is doing good, which always helps, you know, uh, uh, the player when uh, the team is winning and, and uh, you're playing well as well as the individual. Some other news going around the NHL. The league announced that players can participate in the Olympics in Italy for 2026, the first time that the NHL has allowed their players to go since the Sochi Olympics in 2014. The commissioner, Gary Bettman, also added that there will be a four-team midseason tournament beginning in 2025 called the Four Nations Faceoff. The Celtics will return to TD Garden tomorrow when they welcome the Memphis Grizzlies to town. This will be the first visit for Marcus Smart since he was traded in the offseason. However, Smart will not be playing in Sunday's game as he remains out with a severe right ring finger injury. And we're getting more information about the return of Theo Epstein to the Red Sox, as Ken alerted to in the first segment. Mass Live's Chris Cotillo reports that Fenway Sports Group brought Epstein in as a senior advisor to, to ownership, quote, privately acknowledging that they have, at times, not given the club the attention it has deserved in recent years. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm skeptical about all this. It seems like uh, it seems like on its face, like, okay, great, Theo Epstein's coming in. Remember what he did in Chicago? Remember what he did here in Boston? It's going to be great. He's going to be able to fix the team, but... I don't know. I just, like if they're not spending, then who cares if Theo Epstein's here? What's he going to be the next guy to try and come in and figure out a way to you know d- cut all these corners what if and not spend guy, any money? What if he's the guy that tells John Henry he's got to spend? Like what if he's the guy that wakes John? Uh, when so I John say, Henry has to hire Theo Epstein to tell him to spend. That doesn't make any sense. There are skeptics. Mark and Jones, Jones and Lego yesterday. Kenny Curtis here. On your Saturday morning. Hello, Curtis. Uh, hi, Ken. So I would say to Christian and anybody that feels that way, a couple things. Theo doesn't need the money. Do you think he needs the money? I think he likes money, and he's okay, fine with more money. Do you think Theo would have options should he decide he to join an organization? Yeah. Multiple franchises have been coveting him. Everyone. I mean, you'd be idiotic not to covet his services. Yep. yep. So he's ha- he has options. He has leverage, right? He definitely has leverage. Okay. The, the Red Sox right now are in a place where they need Theo far more than Theo needs them. You would agree. They are desperate for Theo. They were desperate for Theo. Okay. Yes. Where is Theo Epstein from? Um, Brookline. Okay. Was he, was he born in Brookline or just go born to Brookline? Born and raised. High? I believe he was born and raised in Brookline. And Theo. Yale guy. Let's Yale say guy? Theo was given the same offer in three different places, but he chose Boston. 
Why would Theo choose to come back just as a face, a, an empty suit who gets points in equity in the team when he could get that elsewhere and not feel the scorn? Theo's, Theo's reputation right now is impeccable in Boston. You would agree? Impeccable. Okay. Hard to find a less impeccable uh, person in Boston. Right. I would say, like, you know, it's Theo, Pedro, Brady in terms of people that are, like, just <laughs> love about Brady. Okay, I'll see you on June twelfth. So uh, the why zappy zappy. Throw him I would ask Christian and Arkan anybody else. Why would he come back if the Red Sox are just going to do the same thing they've been doing, which is cheap out and not spend? Devil's advocate would be number one money. That's but why we, you and out. I already agree he had options. Why would he come back to his hometown team to not get the job done? Number two, he will be involved. It was written in this piece in having a say in the Penguins GM search and the Liverpool coaching search. So he's he's allowed to get out of the baseball bubble by joining FSG and dip his toe into other sports ventures, which is probably appealing to Okay, him. let me – so just for this company here, WEEI, right? Yep. Our market manager was Mark Hannon, great guy who got promoted to a Northeast president mm-hmm. for Odyssey. The best Hall of Famer. I mean, impeccable like Theo impeccable. in terms of everybody that's worked for him. Nobody's got a bad word to say about him, rightfully so even though I didn't let him cut the line when I was at the uh, Zach Brown band that show. That was ruthless. Really dumb move by me. Anyway, when he went to that new job, we had guy Tim Clark, nice guy that was kind of here for a bit, but he was replaced by Mike Thomas. Mm-hmm. Mike Thomas, prior to uh, going back towards the Midwest where he was from, kicked off in this building the sports hub and, and did a remarkable job there. So when Mike assumed the role as market manager of Boston and Odyssey, mm-hmm. he's in charge of mix and magic and us and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. But why wouldn't we use Mike as much as possible in programming a sports station when he had such remarkable success in another yeah. sports station? Yeah. So no. yes, like Theo is going to have. Of course, he's a, he's one of the most successful sports managers in all of, of all time. If they're looking for a guy's brain to pick, you'd be silly not to. Is Arkan right in this sense, though? Is it weird to hire a guy to make you spend more money? Like, you're going to hire somebody because he, you're gonna okay. ha- have but, but he's going to have him kick you in the ass. He's going backwards. Theo Epstein gave up a chunk of money already in giving Theo equity in Fenway Sports Group. We don't know how much, though. It says minor stake. Okay. If it's worth $5 billion and it's 1%, how much is that? Uh, $15. Joe, do the math on that. Well, 1% of a, of 100 is 1. 1% <laughs> of a million is 10,000. Okay. So 1% of a billion would be 100,000. Sounds like good change, but not like life-changing money. I don't know what it is. But either way, Theo Epstein has no reason to come here other than wanting to see the team return to where it was. Yes. I, look, I'm excited. You're you're speaking sweet nothing's into but, my ear. But, but Christian Arkan, but why? But I, he's Arkan speaks for many Sox fans who are so just rattled by the but, developments of the recent couple of months. They are so skeptical. I understand. And they think it's a pure PR move. It's it's like when uh, um, uh, who was it? Like whenever uh, the Jacobs would come back to the Garden, they would always be bracketed by like the chief and Ray Bork, like they'd always have the sort of the people they knew would get an applause. Yeah. So I understand the want to be like the contact, get close to Theo. So you smell better. <laughs> but the, the, the issue here and nobody on that other side can give me an answer because your only answer is it's money. And we already agree that Theo had the leverage over Henry. He had options. He wouldn't come back 
Unless they gave him some say or something to do. If he couldn't have a key key role in improving the team. And it's his reputation on the line because if he does nothing and the Red Sox do nothing, people will say there's a blemish on the recently impeccable Theo Epstein. Or even think of if you're John Henry, right? You bring Theo in. We all love Theo. And in two years, Theo leaves and says, holy crap, they wouldn't even let me spend a dollar. Then how much worse do you look? Yeah. Think of it that That's way. True. If That's they don't allow true. him to spend any leaves, then they, they have literally no, no other leg to stand on. Do you believe Theo can make a difference with the Red Sox this year and in the next couple years? 617-779-7937. Kenny so, Curtis Show. Thank you to the texters. It's $50 million if he had 1%. Of $5 billion? Yeah. Because that's the, the Forbes valuation of the Red Sox. Okay. We only got 1% even. It says minority stick. Fine. That's great. I hope you got $5 billion. I mean... <laughs> He didn't get five billion. Five million. Fifty million. Fifty million. Yes. Fifty million. Right. Hope we got fifty million. I mean, that's life changing money. Maybe not for him, but for most people. Okay. Now Epstein's. Here's here's a little piece from this uh, write up in in Mass Live. First part is great. Epstein's prior success working relationships with Henry and Warner will allow him to have the ear of both owners immediately in a way that other top baseball decision makers like Bloom and Breslow may have found difficult in the early years of their tenure. There's a sense among those familiar with the dynamic that Epstein will be able to, based on his skilled ability to manage personalities and track record of success, push Henry out of his comfort zone on potential moves in a way that others have not been able to. So does that make sense to you? That here, Werner and Henry are going to be looking down on Breslow and saying, eh, I'm not buying it. I know you want to spend, but nah. But Theo will bring the same package of deal to his table and say, okay, I believe you, Theo. If Theo tells me it's worth it, I'm going to spend. Right. Now the Breslow hiring makes sense. This is not something that Theo and the Red Sox agreed to last Tuesday. This, If you're dealing with equity in Fenway Sports Group, you're not starting overnight. There are lawyers. There is a huge process of that. And Theo getting out of the Major League Baseball deal, whatever he was doing. <clears throat> and so now Theo is in that room, and Craig Breslow is his handpicked guy. I, I have full faith that Breslow's not going to do anything without the approval of Theo Epstein. Before, it was just Breslow and Cora. And... <laughs> Breslow's the new O'Halloran, though. This chops the legs out from under him. He's just... That's probably why they're being careful, which is okay. so... This shows just how tone-deaf <laughs> this ownership group... The, it, the press release should have just read, Theo is back. Hooray! <laughs> that should have been the extent of it. And why did it take so long? Couldn't you have done this first and then brought Breslow with you? And done it, it as a package deal? Like, it is amazing to me. They let him dangle out there and do nothing for months, and then now Theo's back and everybody's happy. Like you could have had a happy fan base months ago. Right. Okay, but here's the last part. One source cautioned, which you know I don't like single sources, so that set me rattled right away. Right. This is written by McAdam and Catillo. One source cautioned that it's likely too late for that to come into play this winter, with most of the free agent market picked over, spring trading 10 days from starting, and the Henry-run Red Sox staunchly committed to building from within while keeping payroll at a self-imposed limit. But let me give you devil's advocate to that. Let's say they are interested in Jordan Montgomery. And Theo and the Red Sox say, well, let's do this after we bring in Theo so it has Theo's handprints on it. So it looks better. And Breslow looks horrible. Who cares about Craig Breslow? I feel bad for Breslow. Nice guy. Like, honest talk to God, to weekend. talk about getting stuck in the weeds. Who cares? <laughs> okay. Brian O'Halloran, Craig Breslow, they're a dime a dozen. I'm like, excited. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, that would be great. I, I, Montgomery, Theo, make it happen. But, like, 
Oh no, Craig Breslow's feelings okay, are going to be hurt. If, you, if this source is correct, that's not happening. So Theo's going to come back and they're going to do nothing. So that's very bizarre. You can't hire Theo and then not follow it up with something. Yes? Right, but that's okay, what I'm saying. Okay, so I don't believe this source. I don't like that paragraph. I don't believe this source. They're going to sign Montgomery or Snell. I agree. That's. I mean, we don't have to agree with everything. I mean, I, my, maybe their source is Breslow, and he's like, over my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> and the text of the year was, listening to you two do math is like listening to w- Wiggy reading Shakespeare. I like Wiggy reading Shakespeare. Yeah. And the Bible. He's uh, fluent in both. He actually talks to me often about the iambic pent- pentameter. He loves it. Okay, now, here's the 617 text. Far more excited about Theo than Van Pelt. Theo News, 6 to midnight, changed my whole attitude toward this pathetic offseason. The Patriots are the same old journeyman, backup quarterback, backup OC, never called plays, got fired by Cleveland free agent, last guy standing. So people, the Van Pelt hiring, I guess, is just a uh, non-story to many. Or I thought, I thought the fact that they went against McDaniels would get people excited just for the change. Forget about the name, because nobody really knows this You don't this get guy. excited, you're just... You're relieved. Okay, relieved or encouraged. But if you're relieved about something, you're not, like, celebrating it. You know, it's just like, oh, good, we landed. <laughs> okay, let's, <laughs> let's get off. It's t- Have you seen this plane crash the last four years? Like, it's, it's time to get excited about landing. Okay, but we don't know if he's going to land it yet. We just know that he's not going to crash it like yes, McDaniels. Yes, that's a big thing. To not crash is a big thing. Okay, but you're t- trying to get a fan base excited about not crashing. is not something that occurs. And by the way, McDaniels might have been the better hire. Nope. Might have been. I'm going to give him Van Pelt. A chance. I'm going to be generous like that and let's see how it does. And he's a former Pitt quarterback of my youth. I mean, I watched this guy play at Pitt. And a week ago, just to sort of tie up a loose end, you said that if Bill does not get hired, that you would then say the Patriots made a mistake. Yeah, it's but official. not this year. Not this year. But you said that this well, year. I said, no, I didn't say this year. You're of putting that you on did. there. I said if he doesn't get a job, if he retires for good and never no, comes back you again. You said if he doesn't get either. I know what I said. I said it very carefully. Ken, you said if he doesn't get either of these two jobs. It will have been a mistake. I did not say these two. Braverman, what did he say? Clean out your ears. Uh, I'm just going to take your side. Thank you. He's still doing the math on the <laughs> on the 1% thing. But, but it was not about next year at Yes, all. it was. It I, was... I carefully said, okay. if Bill, because Bill has a chance to come back next year at a great spot. Dallas, wherever. We agree on that. I, I, and then it's still, he may have made the right call for himself personally to let Brady go, beat Shula's record right. somewhere, win another Super Bowl. Ty Brady. You still think they're going to find MH370? <laughs> and then, beyond Theo, beyond Van Pelt, you have a Super Bowl set. The Chiefs are in. Your guy, Zay Flowers, tough, Oof. tough, tough weekend last weekend. Yeah. What happened? Well, I would say... How do you say, explain your BC... Uh, here's the issue. When he played at BC, he never really got close to the end zone, so he didn't <laughs> he know that rule. That's not true. Uh no I I mean tough day oh, but man. I, I I really um I hate that you and I agree on this but I I don't I'm not into the gambling world I love FanDuel I love everybody MGM you know go go crazy but the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl like I I have zero doubt in my mind that the Chiefs and the story will be Mahomes goes through Purdy and Jimmy G to right. get his third Super Bowl right. And, yep. you know, it's unfortunate. I, I'm, I I don't like how the world has sort of just forgotten about Tom Brady. But, ooh, also I have a quote. I'm, I have two pieces of sound we'll play today. One, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Brady was asked by McAfee about Mahomes catching him. And he gave an answer that 
he does not believe Mahomes is going to catch where he is. Like he he was very deferential. He was you know complimentary of Patrick, but in the end, he he told you what it will take for Mahomes to catch him, and it's not going to happen. And the other is Eric Mangini was asked on the on the herd uh, about what what the differences or similarities were about what the Chiefs dynasty has has begun and what the Patriots were and. He had an interesting answer about who Mahomes has had to go through to win. You were very worked up about Brady's uh, appearance on the Pat McAfee show this week, and none of it cut through, i got to say. Not just because I'm a Brady skeptic myself, but like he, he's not going to be good on Fox. Belichick will be much better as an analyst than Brady will be. Uh, Brady I, is too careful, too cautious. He, even when he says something, you have to parse through it like you say. Uh, whatever cut you're going to play, I'm sure it's like unimpressive. No, I was worked up that the radio station didn't use any of the sound. When Tom Brady is talking about that new head coach or his dynasty or Mahomes, that is far better audio than anything else we okay, have. But what did he say, though? Like, uh, There's nothing that stuck. He, he didn't say anything about it. Okay. Had Alex Guerrero ever spoken on the record? We talked about him for 10 years. Okay, but you were specifically referencing Brady's chat this week. I just, I, I don't know. I'm. What, when he, you hear this cut, tell me getting, what you think. Okay, well, apparently he's getting ready for the whole Fox. You didn't uh, hear it on the station, so you heard it here today. Uh, you have a show? You could have played it on we your did. show. We did oh, play oh, a lot no, of we it. We did hear it on the station. Now, do you want to go to Danny early? This is Yeah, I, let's do it. I, I love it. It's it's an early well, Saturday jump start morning. start the show. People yeah. are expecting Danny in the 11 o'clock hour. Danny from Quincy. Good morning, my friend. Well, I'm still in Jamaica, oh. so I, I have to call early to get my day going. Okay. But, um, yeah, anyway. Um, uh, but, Ken, I, I, I made an attempt to call the morning show. This, I'm, this is a, a, a snitch to the boss. Okay. Someone didn't want to take my call, so I got, I got held on 45 minutes, and I was responding to Wiggy's claim that the, the Bob Marley movie is going to be the greatest thing in the, the the actor is a British actor. He's going to do a Jamaican act. He looks nothing like Bob Marley. Sounds nothing like him. So I hope Wiggy's listening. The guy's a British actor plucked off the off the set of Barbie. Okay. That's who's playing Bob Marley. It's freaking blasphemy. He's got great range then. Blasphemy. All right. I'll tell him. I'll investigate oh, why yeah, you didn't get on the I, show. The only, thing, the only thing, Ken, the only thing worse than a Hollywood actor trying to do a Boston accent is a British actor trying to do a Jamaican accent. <laughs> Not, that doesn't work. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and, and Curtis, I heard you say um, talking about uh, Taylor Swift uh, versus Bunjin. At least Taylor Swift is trying to make a concerted effort to learn the game of football. That's that's what I firmly believe that she's doing it for her boyfriend. The Bunjin woman hated football, never liked it, was jealous of it, and then she split on Brady. Anyway, that's I had to get that off my chest. Hey, we we, okay. have, we agree. Well, I like Taylor it. doesn't like football. I mean, she's okay. bashing. Uh, football fans who dislike her for rattling the establishment. So she's not. How do we know she's a fan? Who's that? Taylor Swift. Who, Bushin? Oh, you mean, oh, Taylor Swift. No, but I, it seems to me that she's trying to learn the game of football because of of, of Kelsey. Okay. And by the way, Kansas, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, by the way, Kansas City, and, I, and I, I, I can't stand that Kansas City's even in it. I hate Baltimore, but last week's game, Baltimore imploded. Yep. But. Uh, you got to give credit to Spagnola because his defense right now is carrying that team along with Mahomes and Pachenko and uh, and Kelsey and, and they have their, their offense is a, as, as a as a as a skeleton of itself from the you know the glory or their glory days. It's hard and not so to their respect defense is doing yeah. the Danny, I have to say we're agreeing everywhere yeah, today. Yeah. I think Spagnolo may be the most yeah. underrated coach in the NFL. He, no question about it, and he was the guy that I wanted. 
over Patricia when he left the Giants. I said, why don't they go get this guy? He designed one of the best game defensive game plans in the history of the NFL. Without a doubt. Against the Patriots in 07. And that, it was a it was a bit every time I Oh, go ahead, Ken. I'm sorry. I was go. Say, why didn't people wait for him to come available? Why why the rush to hire these no names? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, it, it was it was ridiculous. And the, the guy's doing a great job. He doesn't get any credit for it all. But anyway, now the other thing, Ken, is your infatuation with Josh McDaniels, man. I don't understand it. The guy's failed at every he has head coaching he has, job well, he's ever attempted. Okay. Head coach, His not coordinator. Players, I understand. Well, okay. But to be fair, um, the last half of his tenure with the Patriots, with Matt Jones, they were one and three. And Matt Jones, I think he had six touchdowns, five minutes. His regression started under McDaniels. What do you think about Van so, Pelt? I'm with Curtis. I, I I guess it's something new. I don't know anything about the guy. I don't know his resume. If he can just freaking, he's better than Billy O'Brien. There's another guy that gets no no criticism at all. Billy O'Brien got untouched. <laughs> I have to keep my voice down because I'm in a private house, but there's three other houses. <laughs> what? Anyway, uh, I had a but but. <laughs> Billy, what's he going to do now? Is he going to a college team? Is he going to BC? I, I don't know, Danny, but you, you know one thing about Billy O'Brien, and this is a very nice, very good way to start February, agreeing with Danny. So I would say oh. Bill O'Brien had to have been the biggest leaker to all the beat guys because if that's literally anybody else who makes the offense somehow worse than what we thought was the worst run offense in Patriots history – they are getting lambasted, and Bill O'Brien just leaves, and it's like, okay, didn't work out. Hey. No mention of that in the media at all. And, and yeah, just going back to last week's games, and I know you guys beat it to death, but how how that coach of the Lions could not did not kick the field goal to make it a three three possession game? It just there you, there you go. There's the buffoonery of the NFL coaching uh, staff. They they had the game won. Uh, and, and, and the other and the other guy, Harbaugh, and his great disciplined team. Harbaugh lets his players run the team, and you saw what you got with with with, with Baltimore over over teams. I hated both teams, but I I absolutely wanted Kansas City to lose because I don't want Mahomes getting a sniff. All I don't right. want Mahomes getting a sniff of Brady. Relax, D- Danny. Have fun ahead. in Jamaica. Have Safe fun. travels. See you, buddy. And we have some textures saying that uh, Marley is half British. His father was a British admiral. I don't I don't know if that's the case. I am looking forward to that movie. A little biopic. Uh, I'm looking forward to this Tom Brady clip because I know it'll bomb. Is there ever, um, you're so sensitive, uh, <laughs> is there ever been a guy's music or anybody's music that can transport you to a tropical place? I know Jimmy Buffett maybe, but Bob mm. Marley, yeah. like you hear him and it's like, oh, just it, 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 uh, it, it gives peace to the soul. And even you were admitted this week, Belichick would not have blown the game that Detroit blew last week. His game management would still have wrapped that one up. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I felt bad for. Lions I mean, well, I, I, the other thing, just while we're at it, and I, I heard Burt Breer on one of the his national shows, or I don't know where it was, but anyway, he was talking about how people that ripped the Dan Quinn hiring don't know football, and that Dan Quinn turned everything around, <laughs> and like uh, Dan Quinn over Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel, yeah. are you high? It's bizarre. I want to get into your theory on that because I think it's a good one. If you missed Curtis's lead yesterday, his conspiracy theory on why Bill is unemployed is a good one. It's a deep dive.
but it's a good one, and we'll hear, we'll hear his Tom Brady clip of the week next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. going for the Victorino uh, connection there, Joe. Not, not been my choice. Curtis, you said not your choice either. That's fine. Good song. Uh, Victorino was not here with Theo. Uh. But maybe he'll come back. Senior advisor to Theo, who is the new advisor to somebody else in the Fenway Sports Group. I don't know how what, what adjective I'd use to describe it, but the 13 socks were such a unicorn. Like, out of absolute nowhere, Everywhere. a year after Bobby Valentine, two years removed from chicken and beer, all the <laughs> characters we hated became beloved. John yeah. Lackey gets the ovation leaving the mound. I mean, they win the the only one of the Red Sox teams to actually win it at home. Boston Strong, you know, written into the uh, center field grass. What a John Farrell world champion. I mean, Ben Sherrington and John Farrell. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, now, um, your th- you want to start with your Belichick theory, just to re-rack this, because I think it's good. I like I like these deep dives. Um, why isn't Bill hired? Why does he not have a job? So when the – so there was the initial wave where it didn't look like Bill Belichick was going to be hired. That was about a week ago with us here. And then Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick decided to stay with the Lions and Texans, respectively. And I thought, okay – First of all, Florio, who's never been more wrong about anything, was basically saying Belichick to the commanders was done. It was the opposite. Like, bizarre. But when when Dan Quinn got hired and Mike McDougal took the uh, Seahawks gig, I sat there and said, there's more to this. If it, doesn't, if it looks funny, there's something off. And you're usually right. Every NFL team for the last 20-plus years, had to watch the Patriots win with Brady, and they had to watch coaches they fired, often at the recommendation of Bill Belichick, be hired by Belichick and Kraft to work without a title while being paid full freight on their contract they had signed with the Giants, with the Lions, with the Dolphins, whomever it was, with the Broncos and Josh McDaniels, with the Texans and Bill O'Brien, with... Whomever you're talking about, up and down the pit, Joe Judge and the Giants. So I saw, I thought, you know what? I bet this is comeuppance, that these owners are going to make Kraft pay the entire $25 million freight for <laughs> Bill Belichick because here's the other thing. If it's Brady, if it's Mahomes, if it's, you know, a great player, 
even at the end, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers took, what, three snaps? Mm-hmm. It was a resounding victory for the Jets. They sold all their tickets. They sold all the jerseys. They made money hand over fist. With Bill Belichick, I think fan bases and local markets don't view him the way we do. There was the Atlanta poll that one of those radio stations, I think our sister station in Atlanta, said it was 85 to 15 against Bill Belichick. Well, maybe that's more of it than a conspiracy. But it's just it, people just don't like Bill. No, Bill's the better coach, but he costs a lot more. Yeah, he costs more. And it's not going to generate – what are you going to generate with Bill Belichick? You're not going to sell sweatshirts. Uh, you know, you're not – there's not that component. But are you with Dan Quinn? But he's far less expensive. Well, you're going against your point. You no, got off your conspiracy theory. No, but I'm telling you that that's, that Bill Belichick was not hired because other owners want Kraft to pay when he hadn't been paying all the assistance they had working for free without a title. Stick at the Kraft. It's a, and it's Belichick as well. I mean, he's not scot-free. We'll take Dan Quinn, just the spike craft. Right. You know, it, it was a soft collusion. You know what, guys? After all those years that you hired our coach to be your defensive coordinator but didn't give him the title, so we had to pay him, this is what you get. You're going to sit back and pay $25 million to Bill Belichick, which I think is part and parcel with what you may see this offseason where we were told they had cash to burn. I think Belichick not getting hired may have an issue with that. Now, Vrabel is another story altogether. How he got passed over for Dan Quinn and some of these guys is just strange. But both of those guys are hanging out there. Are we going to be talking about them every week like Franchise X struggles? Are they going to bring in Bill? Are they going to bring in Vrabel? So I can see Vrabel being an Ohio State guy sort of waiting for Ryan Day to fail again this year where Bill O'Brien is the rumor, if you're just joining us, and we haven't really talked about it, but Mm -hmm. according to multiple people out there on the social medias last night, Bill O'Brien is the number one target of Boston College, which would be great. He did a phenomenal job at Penn State, and uh, considering the crap he walked into there after Paterno and Sandusky. Which totally turns the BC coach left for the NFL because college football is dying narrative to now NFL guy is going back to college because he likes it there better. I, but, I can't but, keep but straight you miss, you which mis- product is better. But you misunderstood the product and where I'd rather work are two totally different things. Like, I don't even know what you're, you said to text this week, like, oh, I thought it was a better product. Well, you were saying all year the NFL product is, is down. Right. The it's pro- like it's The stinks. viewing product, not the coaches and how hard you have to work or recruiting. Like, I had nothing to do with that. It was nothing about where I'd rather coach. Where would you rather coach? But that's not the. But that's irrelevant to watching the product. I'm talking about as a fan of sports. The product of college football was better this year than the NFL. Okay, I disagree. Okay. I've enjoyed the NFL. <clears throat> Good year. Lions, you don't watch great college story. football. Eh, I don't much because okay. I don't enjoy it. But so that's fine. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the audience. <laughs> All right. I, I think the college football product was better. Just from my perspective, I could be wrong. I'm not a hardo. You are a hardo. But I, I would say that watching the noon Fox broadcast into the 3.30 SEC game on CBS was far better than the two football windows in the NFL this yeah, year. How many million viewers did Ohio State-Michigan get at the end of the regular season? Oh, was, okay, how many viewers the NFL did the Chiefs viewers get last up, week? Yeah, My God. Their, football is winning. It's king everywhere, college and pro. Okay, we're out of time for the Brady Cut. We'll do that next. It's Kenny Carter Show here until noon today. Now, what does Brady say in this clip? What is the, uh, so, so, te- <coughs> teaser. Excuse me. Well, I'm not the host. Um, I, You're the co-host. I would say... The best way to hear this is we've talked a lot about is Mahomes near Brady? Can he get close? What does he need to do to surpass him? We'll hear what the person currently in the pole position has to say. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.